When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh my God, you're my dream boat, for sure. And I am joined, as always, by the one and only Miss Jen Sturger. We still haven't figured. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. It feels so magical in here. All of a sudden. Thank you so much for that intro. I appreciate it. Uh, We still haven't figured out what this show is called, although I'm really leaning towards the title of Boats and Schmoes. Because, you know, I'm 12. Yeah. I mean, it made me chuckle. It made me giggle. Boats and Schmoes. That means it's a good title. That is true. That is true. We were Think discussing about it. our intro video. It could be the two of us standing on the front of a boat, back to back, dancing, doing like the. Oh the yeah, movie. it'd be made sunglasses, full suits. What color do you want? I'll order them. Let's do it right. I want like a bright, bright orange because that looks good on everybody. Um, but anyway, guys, welcome. Only to Mark the- Ellis. I think that's Only trademarked. Mark. That's true. Uh, welcome to the show, though, everyone. We're excited to talk about another big pay-per-view going down this weekend. We're going to be or this Friday. We're going to be talking about that in a moment. But, Jim, I feel like we have to talk about what happened on Friday. We had another. We absolutely do. We, have an, we had another pair of, how, uh, of heart pounding, head pounding, uh, sweating, palming. I don't know even how to describe it. Matches between final exam and Shazam. And then Dan Merle, Ethan Irwin for the singles championship. Which one of these was 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 too much for you? Because if you watch Bre- if you watch Brendan Meyer during his match, I thought he was going to have a convulsion and keel over, and we wouldn't have the kid anymore. But uh, that I was, was like, someone needs to give Tenderoni his his ADHD medication. I could, he would not stand still so much so that Christian goes, "I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take you off screen, buddy." <laughs> and I died. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to. <laughs> You know, always give us some Roni. Yeah, he he was pretty intense. And you know what? I thought that final exam was going to have the edge because you know how it is, Jen, in sports, in any kind of sport. Momentum is everything. And I thought that final exam had a lot of momentum with back-to-back wins and back-to-back weeks. But I now I'm wondering, since Shazam was able to defeat them, was it a mental fatigue on final exam's part? Was momentum working in the opposite direction? Was it hurting them that they were having to go back-to-back-to-back and it was a mental drain. And then you go up against a competitor like William the Beast Bibiani and Brendan the Kid Meyer, which is going to be a tough task on any day of the week. You know, I think that that, 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 that could have come into play. What do you think? That honestly is, is something I had picked a uh, final exam to win this match because I just felt like their momentum going into it was just so strong. So for Shazam to be able to pull it out the way they did was phenomenal. Uh, because like I said, a lot of these teams have been playing cold, you know, like if they aren't the ones that start off and have like been caring and playing throughout this pandemic period that we're at this new era of Schmodown, then I feel like they're at a severe disadvantage coming in because they're the ones with something to lose, you know? Oh no, I think that you're right. And, and, but, I thought that was right. But then Shazam came through, never playing in the digital age before. Sure, there were some internet connectivity issues abound, 
But I thought overall they worked extremely well as a team once they got going. You know, I think once they got going, Brendan Meyer missed his first two, and we're going to talk to them um, here in a little while on the show. We're going to talk about them because they have a match against Who's the Boss, who we have to talk about as well. But I thought that that was great. And then singles championship. Oh, my Lord. Ethan Irwin is an absolute <laughs> animal. The man is not human. He went. He took John Roca to sudden death and beat him. Then he takes the greatest of all time, Dan Merle, to sudden death and nearly beats him. You know, obviously one question determined the entire match. But what did you think of that one? The thing that upset me the most about that is I I have an issue with competitors that are always they always are be followed by the same thing, and I feel like if that the mistakes are there for you to learn from them. And if you don't right. learn from them, that's not being a good student of the game. And so, of course, animation comes up. We all hold our breath. And what happens? You know, Ethan Irwin, obviously, like that that hit him in the, in the beginning of the match. But the complete opposite side of that is when you know someone has a weakness and you learn that weakness and you, like, like we all saw what happened to Dan Merrill when he got romance against Guy. That, honestly, he doesn't get that then we may not be talking about one of the greatest upsets in Shimonon history. Right. Instead, like we we got Guy winning and defeating Merle. But I think Merle took that loss and he says, all right, these are things that I need to work on. So when he got romantic comedies, ultimately that was what won him the match. Oh, that's, that's great. great learning from your mistakes. Absolutely. And that was that was a really good insight. And I think that you're right. And Ethan, but Ethan Irwin's also somebody, I think that he got um he had a couple of, of animated questions I do remember also in his match with John Roca, which he was he was a much better at. But he but he's one of those guys who he'll admit it. He's like, hey, I might not be good at this, but I'm great at everything else. You know what I mean? Like Russell Westbrook is great at everything else except for shooting three point shots. And he's like, I'm not just I'm just not going to take them. And if I have to, but if, but if that's your but if that's what you have to do in order to win the game, then you're SOL. And I feel like to say, hey, I'm great at everything else, but not this, then you know what that tells me? You need to put all your time into studying this. I mean, you, but here's the thing. The animation issue aside, he still took Dan Merle into overtime, one question away from being the new and, again, movie trivia Schmodown singles champion. So I, I have a feeling that Ethan Irwin now is going to be even more motivated in this singles tournament to go out there and shock the world and try to get another shot at whoever the champion is, and I'm sure that he would hope it was Dan Merle. There's been very few movie franchises who've had a successful part four, but I do think that Ethan Irwin, Dan Merle four, would be one for the ages. It'd be like Rocky versus Drago. Every now and then they can get it right. I would love to see that one. Um, but, Jen, this Friday, huge matches. Huge matches. We have a couple of team matches. Speaking of Dan Merle and John Roca, the founding fathers are going to take on corruption. Mike Kalinowski and Chance Ellison, those two guys just met in the IG tournament final. Now they have an opportunity to win back what was theirs prior. The movie tribute Schmodown teams championships and the undercard. Look at this. This was a main event anywhere in the world. And it's the undercard. Who's the boss? Ben Bateman and Mark Yodi Riley taking on the aforementioned kid and beast, William Bibiani and Brendan Meyer. That all goes down this Friday live, August 21st at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Tickets available at theschmodownlive.com. Unless you're a $10 patron, which we hope that you are, because you've been getting some of the greatest matches in the history of the movie Tribute Schmodown, and especially in this season. We've had back-to-back-to-back match of the year contenders. And it's crazy because this Friday is going to be such a huge day for the Finstock Exchange. If if they win both those matches, we're talking a huge swing in points. Otherwise, this could be this could be the momentum that Shannon needs to carry her forward. Because let's face it, at the beginning of the season, everyone was all over Shannon's case, saying she had a terrible draft and that oh, I can't believe she look at all these L's Shannon's taking. And right. now she's just been picking up those W's right and left and just sitting there and reaping her rewards so uh there was a really cool poster that they put out today on on twitter and i absolutely loved it because it just shows that not only has corruption really taken center stage here and they're reclaiming their place in the league but they've got an incredibly strong backbone built on some of the toughest women in this league as well yeah i did love that image i was trying to find it so i could share it but i I don't have it uh here in front of me but it was great you saw marisol mckee shannon barney and um laura kelly Laura Kelly was on the post. There it is. Yes. Right. 
Yeah, chilling like villains. The queen of corruption definitely has made a name for herself. And if we can pull up those faction standings, we can show you exactly what we're talking about. There they are, number two, 17 and 11. They've, they've played 17 matches, won 11, lost six, 32 points in total. You're asking, wait a minute. Those are the same stats as the Finstock Exchange. Why are they currently slotted number two? Well, as of right now, the only metric that we can go off of to differentiate the two uh, factions is their number of knockouts. The Finstock Exchange has two more knockouts than Corruption. Uh, I think that the rule on that is still a little bit ambiguous, so hopefully to get some more clarification on that in the weeks to come. But right now, they are number two, but they have the same total number of points. So a win here for Corruption. You want to talk about how good it would be for the Finstock Exchange? Five points? For corruption would be so great for them and put uh, put a uh, excuse me put Shannon Barney back in the driver's seat as far as the number one spot and we're here's the thing Jen we're only what what three and a half months away from the spectacular God where has the year gone I mean oh I'm not mad it. if it's almost over like I'm not mad no I know it. I think we're all ready for 2020 to be over we're just all like can I get a mulligan on this year of my life. That's what I want. Like, I hope I hope I'm on the same page as everyone when I say I'm not counting this year's birthday. Like, they're gonna be like when I go into my doctor's appointments and write the date of birth. They're gonna be like, I'm like, how old are you? And I'll be like, ah. They're like, no, no, you're you're one more than that. No, no, 2020 does not count. Does not count. I, I love how you said I'm. Eh, eh. <laughs> um, well, you know, Don't we ask a lady how old she is. Oh, never, never. You never ask a lady or a boat. Um, doesn't matter. I still look 20 years younger than Jeff Snyder. So <laughs> sudden everybody. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at the hairline. Well, let's bring in one of our teams right now or, or some of our teams right now to talk about this big match going down. We already talked about them. Let's bring in Shazam. They are William the Beast Bibiani and Brendan Meyer and also joining us. He is a fan favorite. He is a legend of the game. There's an award named after him and he's held the singles championship before. He is Mark. Yodi, Riley, there he is. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Don't mind me. I'm just ordering a new Ethernet cable. <laughs> this is the greatest time to yeah. do that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good investment nowadays, Bibbs. Yeah. I'm, I'm not standing. I'm chitting back. I'm relaxed. I got my feet up. I'm going to be much more relaxed Very for the preview show Everyone, than, I was, than I was the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, taking, thought, I'm taking the week off <laughs> until we Friday. We thought you were going to have an absolute heart yeah. attack the entire time. Yeah. Like I was getting sure. my steps in. Were you wearing a Fitbit? Because I'm very I, curious how many wish, calories you burn i wish i was look the schmodown it's stressful when you play schmodown and you tko someone when you miss the first two questions and everybody else gets them it becomes a whole nother level of anxiety so you know what are you gonna do we know, by the way if ahead, you need Tim. internet you should come over to my place or mark ellis's because we can't have that we cannot have that happening again oh uh, i know i mean i i'll have to look i mean mine was okay for most of the match but maybe i'll just hotspot from the beginning and hope for the best um, I want to start. I want to start there, where, where you were just talking about Brendan, because the way that y'all started your match off, and then I, then I know Mark was probably watching, doing his, his game tape as always. But the way you started your match off, I remember being in college and sitting down for a test, mm -hmm. and you never want to miss the first question on a test, or when you read the first question, you're like, "Man, this is pretty hard." <laughs> <laughs> Set you up for the rest of the of the test. Um, what were you thinking, man, when when you got back to back misses and started off? which is kind of uncharacteristic of, of you and any elite player in the movie trivia Shimoda, especially round one. Was, was your confidence shaken? What do you think it was? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it was just one of those things where, and it was funny because looking back, you know, I burned a repeat on the first question and I think that I genuinely think that I, we used it because in my head, I thought, I thought I was just in my head. Like I was like, I'm sure I've heard of this movie. I should burn a repeat. I'll get there. And the reality was, I just wasn't familiar with that film. Like sometimes you just don't know the movie, yeah. you know? And then the other time uh, the quote didn't ring any bells for me. I went with another movie of the same year. And yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I think I might miss the first two questions when I played Ben Bateman in the tournament. Um, and it's just a different feeling when you miss the questions on your own. You know, you miss the questions on your own. You're like, okay, you know what? This isn't my day. This is unfortunate. I'm disappointed. But okay. Whereas when you have a teammate, look, Bibbs did an amazing job. He didn't make me feel like I was letting him down or anything. You but weren't letting me down. <laughs> you were not letting me down. No, no, no. This is the thing. I think conventional wisdom yeah. is very rarely wisdom sometimes. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you think to yourself, oh, you won, you lost the first 
you, you didn't get the mm -hmm. first question in yeah. a really important match. Oh no, everything's going to go bad for you. And then you look <laughs> at both matches yeah. on Friday. Yeah. The winners were the people who missed the first question. Yeah, no, it's, and that's absolutely right. I mean, it just happens sometimes. And like you I said, but it's, just, it's just a different thing. And, and, and the great thing is when I look back on the match, as, as stressful as it was, I mean, there wasn't a single question that I missed. I think I rebounded well. And so that, and you know, I think that you can always work on being a little calmer because there are some questions that it helps. But the nice thing was we, we bounced back and, uh, you know, I think I got every question that I knew from then on out. So that was good. <laughs> but again, you two teams are not strangers to one another and how you play. Obviously, Brendan, you've also had your run-ins with Ben Bateman. A lot of people are scared that Ben Bateman owns some space in your head. How do you combat someone that is so good at the mind games that happen within the Schmodown? You know, it's one of those things where I, I always feel like that stuff doesn't really get in my head. I mean, it doesn't help, but for me, it's missing questions. You know, when you look at when Ben played me and he beat me, you know, what Ben did in round one that was so effective was not the little jabs. It was that he didn't miss. That was what got in my head was that Ben was getting the questions right and he was playing perfect and he was having one of his best first rounds. That's going to get in my head more than the comments. So, you know, obviously it doesn't help when your opponent gets in your head, but it's all about how well you play. You know, if we go out and play against them and I miss a couple questions and Ben and Riley are going perfect, that might get in my head, but any additional comments really doesn't, you know? And sometimes, you know, I just doesn't. I mean, for me, it's all about the game and and just trying to know the questions. I think and that's Riley. the greatest, uh, sorry, I think that's the greatest trick Ben Bateman has ever pulled was convincing people to play the Schmodown the way he does <laughs> because he is all about mind games. And if you can just, ignore all of that which is really easy to do it just becomes who knows the most and that's where he can falter sometimes so that's really the best strategy is just ignore him yeah. i think that's how people get through backstage sometimes anyways <laughs> oh yeah. yeah you guys didn't know i figured out early on that uh, my partner is actually kaiser sose so early on so you and I were speaking, obviously, before before today's show started, and I was asking you guys, I'm like, it's been a long time since you and Ben have played a match together. I believe yeah, it yeah. was pre-pandemic, you know, so here it we was. are in yeah. August, and you guys are finally getting back together. Are you, obviously, you've been watching everything that's been taking place with these teams matches. Are you nervous coming out that there might be some ring rust? I mean, I've suffered from ring rust. I think I think all of us have to a certain degree, and I think there's a, a little bit extra going in because there's a whole other thing happening now in this schmodown. We got to play at home. That that's adding whether you like it or not. There, that's a different thing that you got to work on. So there there might be some ring rust, and I am worried about it. The good thing is is that I have the Finstock Exchange, and we're working hard. We're all together on this because you know we just had Dan Merle do a match. We just had John Roca do a match. We have a bunch of matches coming up. And so we're, we're looking out for each other. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working on the ring rust in ways that we hope will benefit us in the ring. And, and Mark to double back on that, um, watching these matches take place in the virtual atmosphere and seeing how teams have to confer and, and all of those sort of things. Have you, have you noticed anything or, or that, that, that you could implement within your gameplay to try to combat any of that? Do you think it's going to be a hard adjustment in the virtual sphere? Kind of give me your thoughts on, on playing in this environment. I like the virtual aspect of it. I like it for, for the show of it. It's great to see a little bit more conversation between the competitors, what it's like, on the table, you don't usually get to see that. So there's an interesting part of the entertainment factor to that, but there's also something that I would like to keep competitive in future matches on like certain things that we might not know, certain things that we're that we're working on. So it's gonna be a, an adjustment for sure, one with that we're that we're ready for, and, and frankly. If it feels a little vulnerable out there, I can say yeah, that right now. Yeah, when you realize yeah. that, like, because we had this one question and we were like back and forth and we weren't sure. And there's mm -hmm. this added element of people are watching us and they're probably yelling at the screen. It was the Korean yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can, you can right. feel the internet just right. breathing yeah. down your neck. Yeah, well, so not that's, just that's the internet. That's weird. Not just yeah. the internet. It's your, you know, your future competitors, sure, your yeah, future sure. people that are you're going to be going against a future opponent sitting there going, mm. oh, these are things that they struggle with. These sure, are things I, that are potential weaknesses. We should sure those up. 
And I think that there is a, a, maybe a, a temptation to try to play those conversations really close to the vest in order to prevent future competitors from seeing what you're really talking about. But I think that's a trap, and I don't think we should be doing that. I think we should be just talking as directly and frankly as we can because the important thing is to get the question right, yeah. not yeah. to let people know that maybe we didn't know this yeah. one. If we get it right, who cares if we didn't know it? Right. Well, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's interesting. These matches are coming down. I mean, it's hard because sometimes you know it's easy to look at a question and go, oh, they burned a repeat on a one-point question and different stuff like that. And, and I think we burn too many repeats in general, but at the same time, one point decides matches these days. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's not always that one point decides matches because you won or lost by one point, because it was the difference between two and three points and whether or not missing the two was important. And like, it just, it's crazy how much it matters. So sometimes you have to take the time if you think you can get the point, but it's, it's all, you're always weighing the options. And Mark, how important is it for you to, for you and Ben, but you in particular to get back into a championship match? Because I think that there's been some, some narrative on you as of late of, oh, is Riley the same as the old Riley was? Or could, or is, who's the boss with the great team that they were in that, in that team's tournament final when they played the Shire Wolves? You know, there's all these narratives out there. How important is it for you to beat uh, Shazam, go out there and then face whomever the champions will be and hold gold in the Schmodown once again. Well, it's funny, you know, am I am I the same Riley from when I won the belt that first time? No! No! What is this? What is this narrative? <laughs> that, that's so many years ago and I've had so many ups and downs and, you know, bounced in the first round, go all the way to the end, you know? And the one consistent thing that I know how to do is to have fun and play the game that I know how to play. And let it let it be. Now, do I want to win and do I want a, another belt? You're damn right I do. And that's the competitor in me. But I'm moving and changing with this league as need fit. But at the end of the day, I can't wait to play because I love movie trivia. And I think we match, if we're going to Who's the Boss and Shazam, this is a great matchup. This is some movie trivia happening right now that narratives aside, you got – two teams right now that really fought their way to be here. And there's a certain goal in my mind that I really want that team belt to add to my legacy. So unfortunately I got to, we got to go through you guys to do it. And I want to do that and have that game go down to that five pointer and, and have that feeling you guys did like scrapping. Cause that was a great win guys. Look, I, I, listen, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I would prefer it to be a KO. But, uh, <laughs> listen, I would listen. But this I is, understand that. No one yeah. expects that, though. Like, who's I might pass out if we go to the five. So for right? my health, we may need it to you know. get the kid an oxygen tank, guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, no though, who's the boss is one of the best teams ever, and we right. take that really seriously. And Riley is a big part of that. Sure. So whether you want to talk about ring rust or pressure or whatever you want to talk about, is we're all going to be bringing our best game on Friday, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Look, really. both teams have. It's so fascinating because I really do think these two teams are. Are, are on this weird parallel. You know, we both had great runs in teams tournaments and won and then weren't able to get it done against great teams at the end of the day. And so, yeah. it, you know, it, it's really, really interesting that we now have a chance. One of us is going to get that second chance, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it'll be, it's the, the stakes are high, man. <laughs> yeah. But but I want to ask both of y'all this, um, and I'll start with Shazam. Now y'all are playing the undercard of the main event, which is the championship match, the team championship yeah. match. You, who, Whoever wins that is who you're going to be playing, Founding Fathers or Corruption. Do you all have a preference as to who it would be? Do you think you match up better against one team than the other? I mean, listen, it's it's double-handed. I mean, on one hand, I think we have a very good chance of beating Corruption. On the other hand, I think we have a very good chance of beating Founding Fathers as well, and we also want that rematch. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I, honestly, I'm not, I'm not so concerned. Yeah about the next match. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad I don't have to be, you know, like if I'm on the Finstock exchange, Friday is a really big day because you have an opportunity to win both matches. And once again, possibly take the lead and keep it for the rest of the year. On the other hand, if you lose both matches, that could be a lot of pressure. And then you don't know which team is going to enter the team's tournament. And we might not see one of those teams again mm -hmm. for the rest of the year. And that's not something we have to worry about. We either play and we win and we get that title shot and we can't wait or we play and dang it we lose but then we go to the team's tournament and yeah. we feel really confident about that so fortunately yeah. we don't have that added pressure we just get to play the game yeah i think mentally you know it was tough because final exam was a really hard team and yeah. as we saw we easily could have lost that match for the same price but i feel like it is a bit of a release of tension because you know you have a big loss 
against Founding Fathers, long break. And now at least we got a win against a great team, you know, and we're going up against another great team and it might not go our way. But the thing that, and it, look, who's the bosses in the same spot? They had a great win over Odd Couple earlier in the year. So what's nice is neither team's on a losing streak, neither, you know, so that's a really good relief. And as for who I'd rather play, it, it, it's so funny. It's like, you just never know how these matches are going to go. It's like, you think there's one team that you're like, you know what, maybe they'd be better. And then you play them and it doesn't go your way. And that happens in singles. And you see matchups of other teams and you think, well, they got a lucky a lucky match. They'll definitely beat that person. And then they don't. So you just never know. I hope I hope we play the person that we can beat on that day. <laughs> you know? Great I hate to say this out loud, but uh, Ben Goddard makes a very, very good point over in the chat. He says, you know, with Dan and Shazam both winning last Friday, both competitors that we thought were going to have ring rust are undefeated. So I don't know if nearing yeah. us is necessarily yeah. a thing. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you guys are hoping. I mean, you guys, sorry, wrong side of the screen but i'm sure you guys are hoping that it is but on the other hand riley I, may be going into this feeling completely confident but i have, to double I have no confidence in ring rust i don't think that's a thing i don't even think momentum is a thing momentum is just what happens until somebody stops you so you just yeah. play the team in front of you and you hope you know more trivia that night but to double down on the questions that we had for riley mm. riley obviously there's an interesting thing that could potentially happen looking matches down the road is say you guys happen to get past shazam and say yeah say that uh you know founding fathers happen to win their match then essentially we've got an all exchange match for the yeah. championship belts and if your path to the belt is between is between you and your teammates is this the catalyst look there's been a lot of rumors right now about where roca is going to end up next yeah. year and a lot of people are saying it's not going to be with you guys is this the catalyst that breaks <laughs> you guys up boy that math checks out all right let's see we got yeah if we get <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I haven't gone that far yet, Jen. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's so interesting. Yeah, sorry, I'm doing okay. long division. Of course, you, yeah, yeah, I failed algebra. Um, we, <laughs> of course, we 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 see that, but you guys, you know, Bibbs and and Brandon, you guys, I I can't really look for uh, in front of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to say something kind of a little bit controversial right now. I don't care about points in the Finstock Exchange. <laughs> Let my manager worry about that. Let him do all the hype. I care about this match right now and, 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 and talking about movie trivia and seeing which one of our passions is going to get us through the other side. Then I'll right. worry about it. Then yeah. I will. But, but sure, sure. It's in the back of my mind. And I know there's a lot of talk. Like, I don't know what everybody's talking about with Roca. I don't know what Roca is my friend. So I talked to Roca and I wouldn't want him to leave. I don't know what's going on. You guys are all just talking right now. It's like, that's the thing. Just keep talking. <laughs> just keep talking and doing your little stories and we'll do our thing over here. Yeah. And 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 just see how it shakes out. And Roko's probably yelling at you right now somewhere online. So that's fine. Jen, yeah, stop the pot. Checks his hat. But it, but it would be good. It, just to me, like, I know – Ben Bateman has his kind of thing with Mike Kalinowski that always seems to prevail. But then he, he did lose the t title to Dan. Dan and Roko right. are regarded as two of the greatest of all time. To dethrone them, even within your own faction, is a nice notch on the belt. That has to cross your mind, Mark, right, Mark? Of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even when, you know, the, the, these guys are my friends, too. So we're not even just hanging out because of Schmodown. We're hanging out, you know, on Zooms or catching up just as friends would. And there's that competition. And would I want to sit on the other side from, from Dan and Roca and play a match with, with Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 who knows? We're, we might be doing that right now, practicing. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of fun talk. You know, that's what I have to say. I like how you just left that out there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like how you just left that one out there. You see the I, end of Rocky Three? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did. We're, we do. We play movie trivia. Yeah, yeah. We we saw that. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. That's right. I thought this was <laughs> right. I thought this was my uh, book club. <laughs> <laughs> I read the book too. Um, no, no. I, but I, 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 I think that Mark Riley to me strikes at me as the guy who's not paying attention to all the talk online. But that's what I want to ask Brendan. And and Bibbs though, do y'all pay attention to the talk and the narratives out there that are out there about y'all? About I saw even after even going into this last match, it's like, oh, can Shazam win the big one? When pressure's yeah. on, can they perform? 
Uh, how does that affect you? As, is it is it motivating? Is it like, man, I want to shove it up these guys' rear end? Or is it a little bit demoralized? I, I will say this. I love uh, uh, breaking a narrative. Like if everyone's yeah. like, oh, final exam, they got the momentum. And a part of me is just like, let's let's ruin that story, <laughs> shall we? Like, cause It's not about uh, uh, being malevolent. And if they had won, I would be fully supporting them. And I would be hoping that they would uh, do their best. And uh, who knows, maybe even win. But, you know, I, I remember like when I was at the free-for-all three and I was number one. And I thought to myself, I am so screwed. I got totally screwed over. There was absolutely no way I'm going to make it to the end of this thing. And then I thought to myself, no, screw it. I am going to make it to the end of this thing. I am going to break this so that I, I set a record that no one can ever break before. And then lo and behold, I actually did that. So like, I think that's something that for me is like, I'm not, if I pay attention to those narratives, I'm more worried about writing our own narrative. I'm more worried about writing a narrative in which we do really well, or even if we lose, because that is always a possibility. If we lose, we lose on our own terms. We lose in a way that we feel good about ourselves and that we are primed to win in the future. And I think that's what we've done so far. You know, we had that tough loss. It's spectacular. And what do we do? We came back and we won. So that's the narrative that I care about. I'm not worried about the narratives other people are talking about. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're all fans of the Schmodown. We all, all love watching the other matches and look, it's hard because the pressure's on and you want to win and all this stuff. But I think, you know, if, if we can go into the match, just curious to see how it goes, you know, knowing there's going to be big swings, knowing that we're going to play the absolute best that we can play and don't go in tight and just go in, Hey, is this going to be our day or do we have to wait And, and almost enjoy the fun of that? You know, I mean, I think like, we didn't even know we were on this show with you guys a week ago and we didn't know what was going to happen, you know? So we just kind of have to be grateful for the chance. And uh, obviously it'll be disappointing to lose, but it, it's, it is really exciting to actually get to play. Who's the boss. Like, yeah, I know. Obviously it's, it's an exciting match for everybody. Jen, I want to give you, did you have anything before we let these guys go? No, they've answered all my questions except for Riley who skirted that one. That's fine. That's fine, Riley. We'll Riley. talk. He's a we'll Riley talk. Pro. slippery we'll Mark talk. Riley. That's I have no so idea. Weird. That's, did that's, I thought I thought problem. I did answer your question. I thought it was wasn't it there in the chat? No, never like, mind. I don't know where Roka's going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Best have- of luck to you guys. Yeah. You're two of my Thank favorite you. teams that I love to see go at yeah. it. And I know that this is going to be one of those matches that even in times of COVID really delivers on the drama. Yeah. If I can get that new Ethernet cable, it will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brendan, for the love of God, lay off the caffeine money. on Friday, okay? <laughs> hey, it worked for us last time. Brendan, more caffeine. It worked last time. Look, man, we'll see what, you know. <laughs> like, no no promises. I just, I got to play with what's there. Okay. Talk to you guys. We'll see all three of these Bye, everybody. Guys. Plus Ben Bateman this Friday live on the showdownlive.com or on YouTube, really. But go get your tickets on the showdownlive.com. Great to talk to those guys. Here's the thing. Brendan Meyer needs to take two melatonin, like at least 15 <laughs> minutes prior. He would play better on a full bottle of Dimatap because it would at least calm his nerves. Like, you know what I mean? Give him some oh. Robitussin PM. Just... <laughs> I love that guy. I love all three of those guys. We know you do. We know you do. And one oh. day he's going to snap. I know. I almost felt. I almost feel bad. Do you know? Like, has anyone ever given you a nickname, or or there's something that that catches on? I know it's happened with me. Like, there's a family nickname I hate, and like my whole sister's side of the family calls me that by it, and I hate it, and I hate that it's stuck. And I'm just, I'm just wondering if Brendan hates me for people calling him a tenderoni. Although a tenderoni is not a bad thing to be called. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that that's typically a good thing. But do you want to? Do you want to play the song? Uh-huh. And if you find the tenderoni that is right for you. I mean, come on, girl. And to answer look. your question, I think we all know what my nickname is that I absolutely love and loathe at the same time. F's in the chat for Jessica, guys. F's in the chat. Uh, uh, I feel like, though, that we should move on because yes. this is really two of the biggest team matches of all time. Uh, going down on Friday, and we just went from Shazam, who played last week, who's the boss who set a points record against the odd couple the last time they competed, now to another storied rivalry between two factions that obviously can't stand each other, between a lot of individuals who loathe one another, and against four of the most knowledgeable people that we've ever seen in the movie trivia showdown. Let's bring in who we got. We have Corruption, 
And I believe do I believe we may have some of the founding fathers. Do we have any of the founding fathers as of now? Maybe not. No. Okay. We'll roll with corruption for right now. Uh, you, I'm the effing queen. How are you? Honestly, I'm really busy. Um, I told you guys that Chance and I had things to do and we didn't want to be here today, but you insisted and wouldn't leave us alone. So we're here and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. I got a timer. It's going to have five minutes on it. That's your time. So let's get started. We're busy. What do you want? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, um, where do we start, Brad? Uh, well, you're right now. You're technically number two in the in the faction rankings, although you have the same amount of points as the Finstock Exchange. Some of the metrics are still being worked out there. But how how great was it for you to have Marisol McKee go out there and crush Bonnie Somerville, a former member of Corruption? It was amazing. Next question, please. Uh, Jen. All right. Uh, so, so what have you guys been doing to prepare for this match? Obviously, corruption. A lot of people were counting you out at the beginning of the season, Shannon, and you guys have been working your way back right up through, and especially on the back of of Chance and Mike, that entire inner geekdom tournament. So now we're switching, obviously, over to teams. What have you guys been been doing to prepare for this title match? Chance, do you want to tell them what we've been doing to prepare for this title match? Practicing. Next question. Next question. You have four minutes. Uh, uh okay. Where is Where's Mike Kalinowski and and why isn't he here to promote the match? I'm not at liberty to discuss what Mike Kalinowski is doing. Next question. Chance, is there any bad blood between you and Mike after you beat him in the Inner Geekdom final, uh, keeping him from getting another shot at that Inner Geekdom championship that he loves so much? What kind of stupid question is that? Next. So when it comes to the Founding Fathers... Like, how much would winning this match mean to you guys in, in terms of getting back that payback that you guys have been looking for since Orlando? It'd be great. Super cool. Next question, please. Do you have a follow-up to that, Brad? Chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obviously, the word of the day has been momentum. Uh, really been my word for the last several weeks. You have tremendous momentum after winning the Intergeekdom Championship tournament, or Intergeekdom tournament, rather. You have a shot at the championship. Chandru is now going to be your opponent at the Spectacular. How do you feel about that matchup? Are you confident against the Chosen? Absolutely. But that's not why I'm here. You going to ask me about Founding Fathers or what? What are your thoughts on the Founding Fathers? I thought I already covered this. No, just uh, let's ask it again. Okay. Well, you guys better hurry. You have two minutes and 50 seconds left. Uh, uh, Chance, what are your thoughts on this upcoming match against the Founding Fathers, and what's your strategy going forward? Mike and I are excited. Our strategy, win. That's a good strategy. It typically plays out well for a lot of competitors when they implement that particular strategy. Yes, um, I'm here because I don't want to get fined. Hey, Jen, Brad, you guys have two minutes and 25 seconds left. I'd like to ask you a question. Go, sure. Go Why are we here to try to hype up a match that has hype built into it? It's Chance and Mike and John and Dan. The hype exists because they're four of the best competitors in this league. So why exactly are you wasting my time? I'm a little bit shocked there, Shannon, that you actually gave props to the Founding Fathers. I mean, they did take those championships away at one point, and I'm sure that that would be kind of a, 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 a would stick in your crawl, thrown in your side, perhaps, or thrown in your To reiterate, uh, Shannon, I have nothing to do with this question, so please direct all of your heat to my co-host. Well, I'm just saying you put some respect on their name. You don't really put respect on anybody's name. They're phenomenal players. Next question, please. Chance, do you think they're phenomenal players, or do you think that y'all are better than they are? I have thought they are phenomenal players. It's the first time I played them, way back in... 2018, I think of the year. Next question. Do you, do you have respect for John Roca? I don't think that you do. I don't think John Roca really respects you, to be honest with you. John Roca respects me all he wants, but I respect him. Okay, well, um, Jen, right. it's Friday. These two teams are going to go at it for the Movie Trivia Spot Out Singles Championships. How much – go ahead, Shannon. I just said, indeed, please carry on. You've got one minute and – Nope, that's one minute exactly. Here we so, go. What are you, as Shannon, what would a win this week mean to you guys in terms of the faction standings? More points and belts. Shiny belts. Very shiny belts. Team's belts. We've had them before. We'd like them again. Back from the guys that, that took them from you guys. They did. Correct. They played a great game and they earned them. So Chance, what are y'all going to do this time around? 
if y'all don't win? 30. Keep playing and get and get another shot at them. What kind of question is that, Brad? Who writes these these questions? Is it you? Well, we were more expecting to have a conversation and not necessarily feel like we're being interrogated, uh, you know? I feel like I'm being interrogated, and you guys have 15 seconds to wrap this up. So, uh... I think I just saw half-naked man I Yeah, I did see... I think Mike Kalinowski is behind you, and he's naked. Ding, 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 ding! Uh, Chance, I think that's time. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel violated. I do too, but like in a good way. Oh, whoa. Oh, hi. Thank God oh. you're here. Hello. Oh, Come oh my God. God. I have no idea what's going on. I, 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 you know more than I. Um, first of all, congratulations to you on a phenomenal victory last Friday. I'm sure the stress levels were high, but FSU held strong and, and brought the gold back home. Yes, uh, if I could, if I could throw that back under the football team, it'd be wonderful. But we'll see. We'd have to wait another year. We'll see. Maybe. How did that feel though? You and Ethan. Yeah. I mean, did you expect for it to go to sudden death? You kind of knew it was possible, huh? Oh, definitely possible. Yeah. No. I mean, how much trouble would you have gotten in if you hadn't gotten that last question right? Uh, that would have been a little embarrassing. I'm not. You would have gotten so much house heat. <laughs> that would have been pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm glad I can remember. Well, it, it, the title, though, it's a tough title to remember. So I was just going I through was it singing the like, song uh, in my head as well, for sure. Yeah. But no, I know it was great. You know, I was literally sitting in the spot when it happened. Um, and uh, but yeah, I wasn't shocked that it went to overtime because it's when you're up against competitors like Ethan and Ben Bateman and, and uh, folks of that caliber, uh, you know, it's going to be close no matter what. We were um, talking a little bit before you came on, Dan, and we were saying that. I think one of the tests of a true competitor is someone that looks at the things that they're weak at and really applies themselves. It's like, you don't have to study the things that you're already naturally good at. I know you probably look at your loss to guy as one of those, huh? Moments in your career. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you probably took away from that, that you needed to really look at romantic comedies and romances and essentially focus on those so that you could apply yourself going forward. No, most definitely. Oh, John, are you doing your impression of the kid? What are you doing? Why are you pacing? Someone get him decaf. Korean or Vietnam War? Korean or Vietnam War? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, no. Don't talk to the kid. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Your internet stream looks great. So obviously you're not with Brendan Meyer at the time. But y'all have a a big match, obviously, on Friday. Dan, you're coming off a win. Roko, y'all both played Irwin for your last match. But now you're coming back as a team. Again, yeah. uh, I would say uh, your biggest rivals, right? Isn't corruption your biggest rivals as a team? Yeah, uh, easily. Yeah, I think so easily. Like not just because we played them so much, but just because of how the games have shaken out, and then the fact that you know our title match, I cashed in, and and I know that they got some thoughts about that, and, and whatever they can they can think their thoughts there. But you know, even just our first match and how close that was, and the, the controversy. I mean, yeah, it's it's not just that we played each other a lot; it's that it's how the games have played out. Yeah, yeah, and look, they bring out the best in us, and I like to think we bring out the best in them. And uh, you know, uh, at this point, we, as I've said numerous times, we all know each other. Uh, and maybe one of us will pick a slice that'll surprise one of the teams will surprise the other one, but doesn't mean they're going to land on it. So there'll be a little bit of strategy on both sides. But I really think once the match starts, it's all about do you have enough knowledge to answer enough questions? Not to sound like John Madden, but whoever answers the most questions right is going to win this match, I believe. So uh, that's <laughs> the way I look at it. Points. We'll walk away with the championship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right here, Brent. Boom. <laughs> but, but, you know, John. You and Dan, as a team, you'll remind me a lot, uh, to use a, a, a recent reference of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, when one of them gets cooking, the other one gets cooking. Y'all yeah. really work off each other's energy so well. With Dan just retaining that championship against Ethan, how big of a boost is that for you morale-wise to go out there and not defend these championships? That's a great question, Brad. I think absolutely morale-wise. And the thing is, I didn't lose to Ethan. Yes, technically I did, but I got the answer right. So in my mind, like I was there hanging in there with one of the greats all the way to the end. So that gives me a motivation as well. And then seeing how well Dan played, how cool he was under the fire. And even when he was maybe kind of guessing like three days on Bloodsport, my man got it right. So those kinds of things like 
you know Brad in sports, and Jen, you know this as well. Once you're riding the momentum and you're feeling it, you almost become unconscious. You throw the Jordan shrug up, and I feel like we're playing some of the best schmodown we've ever played. Does that mean we're going to win Friday? Who knows? It's all about luck of the draw and the spin of the wheel. But I feel I've never felt more relaxed and 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 confident and looking forward to a match as I am uh, this Friday with Dan. Like I love playing with Dan and the fact that we're both in a good place about everything. I'm excited to see how we do. But let's face it, when you guys play corruption, there's always a little bit of trash talk and mind games going on, especially now with Shannon at the helm. It's like, how do you combat someone? Especially, Dan, you've gotten so much better at it. Like, since, Because I know when you came back, you were like, what are you guys doing? I'm here to answer movie trivia. What is this? You're like, I'm in a soap opera with questions about romance. Um, But anyways, I'm just wondering, how are you combating that stuff, especially in this day and age when, like, let's face it, Roka, I've never seen Mm. you walk away from an online fight. Yeah, well. (laughs) And I run away from them. So, yeah, you know, it's it's the things to do right uh yeah you know for me it's 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 a little bit like uh you know luke skywalker just you know whatever you can throw you can you can throw whatever you want at us it doesn't matter you you can say whatever you want beforehand and and that and that did get in my head initially a little bit even like you can you can see the one time you know when they when they really started cutting into us about you know taking us out behind the barn and you know whatever else and that like that got to me but even then it's just like it doesn't matter. Like none of it matters. The only words that I care about coming out of their mouths are the answers to the questions on Friday night. It's the only words that matter that they say. Other, everything else is just noise. Yeah. And that's uh, when you have someone, when you're right alongside someone like Dan Merle, it can be, it can all just become noise to you because you know, you've got one of the greatest, if not the greatest, well, I've said this before, the greatest of all time. So whatever noise starts to get to us, we've kind of developed now as a team we can be like, hey, Dan, this is kind of mess. We don't, no, shake it off. Shake it off. Let's go. Just focus on the questions. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. You know, we've gone that, like, going into the Orlando match against these guys, uh, you know, we were – I was so laser just focused because of how Dan had got me in that mind space. And then when things were kind of like we're getting close to that end there, I'm like, don't celebrate. We got we got a couple more rounds. We got another round. We're not going to celebrate till it's all over. And so when you got when you're feeding off each other, I think you said it great, uh, Brad. The Steph Curry uh, Clay Thompson situation is the same. You know, one of us is just going to start raining threes, and that's that. And I, I love that I have a lot of faith in Dan, and Dan has the same kind of faith in me, and we can just uh, ride or die together. And you can't ask for more than that than one of the greatest of all time to be right next to you. But I had, did see you make a post online, I believe it was earlier today or it could have been yesterday, where you said, you know, sometimes the time to talk trash, it, it just comes and it goes and you just oh, want yeah. to step in and you just want to get in the cage and get it done. You know, yeah. very much, very UFC mentality going into this. Is this <laughs> is that your strategy by bypassing all of the garbage and the trash talk that these guys tend to bring? Yeah, what can I'm we like- say other that we haven't already said, you know? <laughs> I think the strongest strength. thing you can say is just to lift up your belts. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get it. Let's just play yeah. the game. Ring the yeah, bell. I tweeted that too. I was just like, sometimes you just don't want to put on the hat and say something cute. You just want to get in that dirty ass cage, fight it out, and sue who comes out of that thing holding the belts. And that's the way I feel. And I know Chance and Kalinowski are relishing this opportunity, and I'm excited to play them as much as they're excited to play us again. And I think it's going to be a hell of a match. And the big winners are going to be the fans. Once again, another another Friday where they're going to really get, I think, two great matches uh, and two fun experiences to view uh, for their dollar on the Schmodown dollar. Now, Dan, I, I know that you're not one to look too, too far forward into the future. You like to take it a match at a time. But the undercard will determine if y'all are victorious who you will play next. It would either be your own faction mates of who's the boss or it could be Shazam, William Bibiani, and Brendan Meyer. Do you have a, a, a one or the other? Would you rather face one team or another one? Do you have a favorite? Do you have a pick? Not really. It's it's kind of you know when people ask me about the with you know Ben and Guy, who would I prefer? And I kind of say like, well, there's kind of a psychological uh, disadvantage to each one of them because I don't know what guys ca- or I do know what guys capable of. And I know that he's beaten me before. And then I know that Ben's going to bring a hard game. So it's like, I know that it's going to be tough either way. There's actually a weird comfort with either uh, one of those teams, because I know if it's Shazam, John and I have played them before. We have played them for the belts before. 
Um, so, you know, I, I feel it's at least a situation that we have been in as a team together before yeah. and not to say that they're going to, it's going to be easy, but there is a certain comfort to knowing that we have played them before. And then with, with who's the boss, obviously that alleviates all of the pressure of having to win for the, for the exchange, keeping the points in the exchange, not letting, you know, that pressure's gone. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird opposite thing where I think whoever, whichever one of those teams wins, obviously for us, for our faction, I want, who's the boss to win. I want to play them. I want to keep the points in the faction, but as far as uh, on a gameplay level, I think that they both kind of offer a bit of a, a relief as far as, having been in a situation before or knowing that there's a certain pressure that we don't have to feel. Plus, if you guys play Shazam, then we get to listen to Roka and Bibb scream at each other. So it's a win-win for everyone. Also true. Yes. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I'm like, uh, sorry, you're, you're muted. <laughs> yeah. And at least we could put Westerns on the wheel, huh? How about them spinning away from that? That was kind of shocking. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Did that did that give you pause, Roka, in case like that in case you end up playing them, you're like, "Ah, well, yes." Absolutely. Here's the deal, man. I was watching it with my girlfriend. I had my headphones on cuz she, you know, she doesn't like to be disturbed when she's reading. And the second they they spun away from Westerns, I slammed my hand down like uh, uh, Denzel Washington and Malcolm X when he's slamming onto that Bible. Like, I just was so upset in that moment. Like, what the hell are you doing? And then like, come on. Yeah. And then the karma of the game gave him Clint Eastwood anyway, and they missed a Westerns question in that thing. So I was like, this is the game. So I'm surprised that they haven't gotten themselves boned up on Westerns, knowing that the chance is there to play me and Dan down the road, possibly if we handle business and they handle business on Friday. So that's a little bit in my head right now. Maybe it's something we might play with uh, with them later. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But I would be uh, by it. Sure. Roka's definitely wearing the shirt of one of the greatest Westerns of all time. So we appreciate <laughs> for doing that. Um, but, but Dan, I've been asking everyone this, and you're somebody who really looks at gameplay. Similar to Ben, I think you've started to really look at how the game is played. Mm -hmm. In this virtual atmosphere for teams now, this is a new experience for you. Have you put in any thought to that of how you bring you and Roka's dynamic to the digital world? Um. I mean, I think it's uh, obviously it's great having him physically there with me, but I, I mean, I guess really the only difference is that people, everyone's able to hear what we're saying to each other. So, but uh, you know, it's generally not anything that we have to worry about revealing mm -hmm. to anybody. I don't know, John, what, what do you think? I, I, it's, it's, it's a little more difficult just because we're not physically with each other. But other than that, you know, we, we've been playing together for so long. It's yeah, kind of second nature at this point. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, we've been doing a lot of virtual matches, single matches, four-way matches, three-way matches to kind of keep us sharp in the virtual realm. And so we've been the Finstock Exchange has been great at doing that, regardless of what you hear at some of these uh, crappy uh, Shmodown reaction shows. We've all been helping each other get ready for our matches. We have all been helping each other push each other and challenge each other to do well and support each other in all our matches. And so I, I, I to me, playing with Dan teams-wise, and you know what was great? Getting to watch it in a team environment last week, getting to see what that's like, getting to see how the the uh, uh, the, uh, the the swings and the rhythms and the internet issues, all of that, seeing navigating all of that to me is just like, well, uh, already we have a shortcut of what to expect mentally. So I think for us, it's just going to be like, okay, let's answer the questions. Cool. Let's do the spin. Let's have our conversations. Let's see what we can steal. But I know we feel comfortable with that uh, uh, speed round situation. You know, Dan and I, you know, aren't the strongest on the buzzer side of things. So having that as part of our game, I think, kind of helps us out as well. So all of that. And I probably helped out Kalinowski and Chance as well. Chance likes to answer fast anyway. You know, as a young kid, he likes to answer quick. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So uh, those, <laughs> kinds of things, those kinds of things are, are, are how it goes. And I personally, I'm I'm happy for it, and I'm excited about it. And you know, it, it, I don't think there's anything that Dan and I are going to encounter in this virtual match that we haven't encountered before. Well, and to replicate the atmosphere for last week's match, um, I will be doing my half on the public Wi-Fi in the parking lot of Ralph's. <laughs> Uh, just to get that same kind of uh, uh, mode going that was in oh, the last week's virtual. Thank match. you so much. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure our mods will great. Our tech guys will greatly appreciate that. Uh, but it is true. Like uh, someone was mentioning that you and Gucci had kind of worked out a 
a code, you know, during mm -hmm. the title match. Is that something that he's going to be bringing? Like, what are you guys doing? Is this baseball signals? Like, if Gucci touches his nose and, like, flips his collar up, does that tell you something? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to go into the complexity of everything we have worked out, but that was, uh, yeah, that was something that I think, I, you know, John and I will talk about if we want to do it on our, for teams, but that's something I definitely want to use as long as we're virtual is uh, if there's something that we want to say to, to our manager during the game, I think that it's it's smart to come up with a little thing ahead of time, to just be like a signal, or if it's if it's about the betting round or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't I think it's smart to come up with a little code that you can use. Shake that, your you hat. Know. This oh, yeah, something. You guys got a code? Oh, I didn't get a code with Gucci when we played. Uh, oh, uh, so, by the way, to answer oh, your no. question, our tech guys say, "Please God, no!" to the park. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Outside Starbucks in the parking lot. Yeah. I actually think it's great to have a code or to have some mm -hmm. sort of second language. You know, Will, uh, William Bibiani was just on, and he said that all that isn't important. You don't need to have a code. You don't need to hide your hand at all. You just need to answer the question that's in front of you. But you know, Roca, you know, Kobe and Pau Gasol used to speak Spanish to one another to, yep. to call plays, so the other players wouldn't know. I think that that is a, a strategy that it works. And do you do you think that that you know Bib you know Bibs likes to yeah. say things to you, John? Do you, mm. do, you, do you think that that's Bibbs trying to just, I don't know, throw a little shade and say, hey, coach mode, you know, this the secondhand talk, it doesn't matter. We're going to go out there and beat him anyway if we get that opportunity. Well, I don't know. I mean, because I, like I said, I didn't have any code with Gooch. He just showed up and we played and what have you against Ethan. So this will be my first experience with having a code if we do develop one. Uh, but I think any advantage you give yourself in a game is always uh, positive and important. And, you know, the game is always constantly developing. Uh, and I'm very proud to be part of a faction where the guys are always trying to be on the cutting edge of stuff. I mean, I got a text from Craig to say today, and he's like, dude, I figured something out. I want to run it by you. So there's always people on the exchange trying to figure this game out even more so. I mean, you know, he, we're not the old ball coach going home at 6 p.m. Like we're Joe Gibbs staying in until 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, sleeping on the couch, waking up at 6 or 7 a.m. and getting back onto the game film. That's what I love about the faction. It's so strong and driven and focused. And the guys are always and the girls are always trying to figure something out to kind of game the system. So if a code works for us in a certain moment, then we'll be good to go. It could give us an advantage in a certain moment. And if we want to ask for a repeat or a respin or whatever, kind of throw off the other team, you never know. It's not as simple anymore as, oh, you just got to answer the questions. That's a cop out. Those days are over. This game is way more complex now whether the fans like it or not. And there's way more strategy involved, whether the fans like it or not. And people have to come and understand that uh, going forward. You know, like any great sport, it evolves through the years. When you bring up the sport of the, of the whole thing, Roka, I got to ask you, you're one of those people that with all your wins and losses, it's like you can always find a way to move on from something that mm. is a, a tough loss for you. And I remember watching your match with Ethan recently and just oh. – Feeling heartbroken for you because I knew, I knew in your heart you knew that answer, and so it's yeah. like, how do you move past that so quickly to this, and how much of that is, is having Dan by your side? Yeah, I mean, it takes time. You got to process it. Um, certain losses are harder to process. It took me about a week and a half after the Ethan match for me to be able to finally let it go, and uh, you know, not whisper Sidney Pollock to myself as I put myself to sleep every night. Uh, and having Tootsie behind me sitting there on my shelf didn't help at all either. But, you know, you got to make light because the thing that's been amazing as you've kind of I've kind of crossed that line now where, yeah, people are going to come at me. They're going to create their narratives and, you know, try to get attention and get their clicks and likes at my expense, however they want to build their little show. But I'm at this place now where the fans have grown to appreciate what I can do and what I can't do in the game. And I feel now just I just want to relax and have fun again instead of making it such a tense, crazy situation. I just want to relax and have fun, have confidence that I know the answers and that I'm going to perform. And if I don't get the job done, you're going to get a great match either way. And that's kind of my focus now, uh, 100% as I go forward. Uh, and the retirement talk is dead for now. It's more about just kind of relaxing and having some fun. And it's yeah, not even the retirement talk that I that I've watched a lot of lately, Roca. It's whether yeah. or not you will be with the exchange next season. Oh, I you know, I think that's I think that's gonna take some time to play itself out. And look, Tom's got a very tough decision to make. He's got a lot of great players on this exchange. Craig is like we've all said, Craig has really been propping us up during this COVID time by you know quizzing us and testing us and setting up mock matches. He's been incredible. 
Uh, but then you've got someone like Di Malanta who went to the finals of the Star Wars tournament. You got Dan Murrow, you got me, you got Ben, you got Riley. There's a lot of choices. So it may not even be my choice whether I'm on the exchange next year or not. I know everyone's like, oh, is John Roca going to leave? Why don't you guys start asking the question, is Tom Finstock going to choose Roca? Is, is he or not? So those are the things that you have to come back to. There's only three people he can keep, you know, and it all depends on how these matches go down over the next few months. Uh, where we're standing by the end, you know, Dan and I may think that another place is a better place to go, or Dan and I might lobby to stay. I just don't know. And my question for Dan to wrap this up, the most important, I don't go anywhere without my brother. That's for sure. I'm not going, that was going to be my next thing is say, you know, I was going to say, what if he tries to break you up? Exactly. If Dan says to me, Hey brother, I think the best we, I'm going to go and we break, it'll break my heart, but I'll always respect whatever decision he's got to make for himself. But I want to ride or die with Dan until until we can't do it anymore. So he's wherever he goes, I go. Yeah, ditto to that. Aww. There's no way, uh, you know, especially if we have the belts. There's not a chance yeah. we're we're splitting up. And uh, even if we get to spectacular, let's say, and we and we lose the strap to another great team, uh, even then, I wouldn't say, you know, yeah, that that would be a much bigger conversation. There's no like. Oh, if they lose, then we, you know, whatever. There's, we don't have any of that. We're, we're looking at our future as a team right now. Yeah, absolutely. And your future is bright because y'all got a big championship match going down this Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. You're going to be taking on corruption. I know the blood is boiling <laughs> between these two teams, and I'm ready. That's to just it. your AC, man. It's been out for a while. <laughs> yeah, Fix it, okay. Dan, Dan, who yes. remembers pain and game? Who remembers that movie? I, I didn't know. I do. Movie. I do. I know this one. I remember oh, Pain and Game, but not as an action movie. I'll tell you that much. Oh, that's, uh, that's, what, that's what threw me off. Absolutely we, not. We covered like, the junket. In the category of dumpster fires. <laughs> we sent Nick Mundy to cover the Pain and Game junket. I edited a video for Pain and Game with The Rock and Mark Wahlberg in the video. You would think I would remember, but I the action thing threw me off. I was so... It's right on. It's the first question out of the gate. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Sometimes you just blank. I've learned to just listen to the actors and then figure it out from there because sometimes you'll get a reference to something and you're just like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's pain and game. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, John, Dan, I thank you all both for joining us again. We look forward to seeing this this Friday. It's going to be a great match. Thank you, gentlemen. Good luck thank to you. Guys. Thank you. Man. Ooh. Well, that went much better than the other interview. That was an interview that we had before them. I, I don't. It was a hostage situation. I think half naked Mike Kalinowski, uh, the preferable half, but a half naked no less. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyway, I don't I, don't. I don't need that on my stream. That's for damn sure. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's going to be a phenomenal match this Friday. Phenomenal card, I should say. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all shakes out because, like I said, this could be an absolutely huge day for the Finstock Exchange, or it could be an eye-opener if they lose these matches. You're absolutely right, Jen. And let's remind the fans what's going down this Friday. Again, if we can go to the graphic, please. It is going to be the Founding Fathers defending those team championships against corruption, the former team's champions, the champions who took those titles off of the Shire Wolves in their retirement match, so they are a deadly team. And in the undercard, who's the boss? Ben Bateman and Mark Riley taking on Shazam. Brendan the Kid Meyer, a.k.a. the fine young Tenderoni, and William the Beast Bibiani all goes down this Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. You can get tickets at theshmodownlive.com, or if you're a $10 patron, you don't have to worry about anything. It's going to pop up in your email feed, and you're going to be happy that you did it. Also, the week after that, we have a huge match going down. It is the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Chris Jericho, taking on Kevin Smith. By the way, Chris Jericho, he beat The Rock and Stone Cold in one night, so I don't think that Kevin Smith is that big of a challenge for him, but we shall see. People are doubting Chris Jericho like they've doubted him before. Kevin Smith, obviously a very knowledgeable man, had been around movies his entire adult life, made some great movies that I love, so that's going to be a great match, and the undercard on that is Andrew Guy versus Ben Bateman. That oh, undercard yeah. has so much heat. So much heat. A rematch from, obviously, their match in Houston. Hopefully no one gets hit with a chair this time because it's digital. That should be that would be fascinating, though, if it happened. But I cannot wait to see how this rematch shakes out. I do not think Guy is taking this lightly at all, and he desperately wants that vindication against his old teammate. Absolutely. That goes down on Friday. That's next Friday, the 28th. Also, let's take a look at our schedule right before we get out of here for the rest of the week. We have some big action ahead of you. So I'm going to take a deep breath and get through this. 
Public release of Merle Irwin 3. If you didn't see it, that's the undercard of Shazam and Final Exam that goes out Tuesday, tomorrow to all patrons, win, or to $5 patrons, Wednesday to all patrons, Friday it goes public on the YouTube premiere. Also Friday, of course, we talked about the Founding Fathers versus Corruption. Shazam and Who's the Boss is the undercard. And then uh, today you saw Harris, Sabina Harris versus I'm sorry, Lon Harris versus Sabina Graves in our round one of our Ultimate Showdown Tournament tomorrow. Preston, Paul Preston versus Zipper. I'm going to be on the call for that one. This should be a great match. Also, Sancusa versus Sabrina Ramirez, the debuting Sabrina Ramirez. A lot of hype behind this player. Jada Paramo versus Jim Vavada. And Brendan, the kid, Meyer versus Alonzo Duralde. Those are all huge matchups, and they all go down this week. There are seven new matches for fans, this week of the Move Trivia Schmodown. So if you love the Schmodown, this week is going to love you back. Absolutely. And there is not a better time right now to become a patron, honestly. Like, you are getting all of this content for, for pennies on the dollar. You know what I mean? I think that's how that phrase goes. But anyways, you're getting a lot of stuff, guys. And it's phenomenal, phenomenal content. So make sure you definitely get it. Plus, you're going to get the match next Friday. I believe that one's free. The Jericho-Kevin yeah. yeah. Smith match. So come on. What are you waiting for? Go and sign up to be a patron right now. Well, right after this. Like, right say goodbye to us. Don't be rude. After this week's edition of Boats and Schmoes. Are we sticking uh, with that title? I don't know. If the if the chairman signs off on it, I, I, I'm cool with it. But um, for Jen, Jen well, where can people find you, your radio show, the, the podcast, the, the Twitter handle, all that? Absolutely, guys. Follow me at, at Jennifer Sturger on all the social handles. Plus, check out my show every single Monday through Friday called Swings and Misses. You can catch it on Twitter. Uh on radio.com sports and we're on Twitch now. So what put us in your calendar. You'll still be able to catch all the Schmodown stuff too, because we start way earlier in the morning. That's right. And you can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore, AKA the real boat. Uh, and you can follow me there and you can check out Booker T and I show the hall of fame. Also reality of wrestling on our reality wrestling channel. We have our drive in wrestling show special going on this week. So make sure you go check that out for Jen Sturge. I am the boat. Brad Gilmore, this is Boats and Schmoes. Boats and Schmoes. Boats and Schmoes. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Love you. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.